0: Well, hallelujah. It's always good to be here in Columbia. Uh, I've seen uh, some great changes since I've been here last, and it's all good. Hallelujah. You have a worship team. When I was here before, the pastor was leading worship. Thank God for Brother Andre and uh, Brother uh, Mike. Pastor did okay, but uh that worship today was tight. Can you say amen? Well, if you would uh turn with me in your Bible to Psalm Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. This is uh One of my favorite uh, scripture, I use it uh, several times a week, sometimes several times a day. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me lead me in the way everlasting. You know, before we can have our relationships with people okay, it's got to be right with him. We talk vertical and horizontal. The vertical is God and me. The horizontal is people. And In the gospel, Jesus said that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, and with all our strength. That was fine. I could do good with that. Then he says, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I have some problems with some people. Some people are pretty easy to love. But there, there are those that the only way we can love them is with God's love. And we have to do it by faith. But this is the faith walk that we have. Isn't that right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by The Word of God. Uh, You ever thought the word that you are hearing, it has the faith in it to produce what it is saying is available to you? You ever think of it that way? Healing scripture has within it the faith to perfect a healing and a cure in your body, and as it goes in your eyes, your ears, and come out of your mouth, it leaves faith residue in your spirit. And as it leaves that faith residue in your spirit, and you get tunnel vision on what God's words say then if you keep that dynamo going, pretty soon, you're going to walk free from sickness and disease. You know, we tend to try to do more than one thing. You know, I can multitask. Well, yeah, but if you're focused on one thing, usually you can do a pretty thorough job. But if your your attention is divided you do a little of this and do it halfway and do this okay and you know I know we live in a world that we usually have to do more than one thing and women are a lot more apt to doing that than most men (laughs) but uh with all the stuff that's going on in the world. Can you believe last year, this month, COVID made itself aware to the world and it has changed things in the world? But you know what? This is the church's greatest hour. Because when God stepped out and spoke to darkness and said, light be, he had the solution to COVID. You know, people that have to change jobs, Christians. God placed in you at the beginning when he said, light be, the ability to overcome This situation. It doesn't matter what the devil does. We win. And we need to convince ourselves of that every day. When we're shaving, brushing our teeth, we need to say, I'm a winner. And walk out of your restroom with confidence, knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do what God say I can do because when I accepted him, his ability, his life, his nature came on the inside of me to keep me in victory. Not defeat, but victory. It doesn't matter what's going on out here. Because there's something inside me that's greater than that. You know, we're the only ones, Christians are the only ones who declare my God is alive. Everybody else serve a dead God. They put him in a drawer, they put him on a mantle, and leave him there, he stays there, he collects dust, and he doesn't move until they move him. But we say this with confidence. The God I serve, he lives in me. And he does. He didn't hitchhike a ride in us. He's in us to put us over in every area of life. You know, when you go to a person and you're trying to get something done and they say, no way, think of what Jesus said. I am the way. He's the way to get the job done. When people give you all the no's, just keep on asking, and pretty soon, this is for salespeople. <laughs> but we're selling something. We have something to sell, and that is what Jesus has done for me, he'll do. The same for you and and we can't be lax and laid back and cool about it. We need to allow the power of the Holy Ghost to speak through us. you know with timmy i don't want to offend anybody well i'd much rather offend people than to offend him well i i i, I didn't want to might step on some toes. Some toes need stepping on. If God tells you to do something, you need to do it. You know, the church like the moonwalk when it comes to God's commands. Beat Michael Jackson moonwalking. Backing up. I don't want to back up. I want to walk forward and conquer. I want to be like Caleb. Give me this mountain. 85 years old. I was reading on Facebook I believe it was yesterday and uh, there was this guy in Arkansas 91 years old and he was a policeman can you imagine that 91 and he's still active on the police force he retired at 80 but he got bored after five months, and he went back as a rookie and passed. I said, well, I better get with it. <laughs> you know, we can do anything that God tells us we can do. We don't need to quit until we get tired. In, in uh, Psalms 91, he said, with long life will I satisfy you. And show you my salvation. If we believe the word of God. And acted on the word of God. We'd be much further along than what we are. Can you say amen? You know. uh, This word of God. Is a living thing. And if we take it and plant it in our heart and water it with the word of God and stay in an atmosphere that's conducive for it to grow, we'll do what God wants us to do, no matter what the devil says. Sometimes when the devil rear up, we back up. No, we need to stand our ground and know who we are, Know who our God is. Know what he has called us to do. Know that we are equipped with his power. Equipped with his ability. Equipped with his wisdom. I tell you the wisdom of God will make people back up. I heard Bill Winston talking about God telling him to purchase them all. See, people, they have a tendency to help you compromise and, you know, make adjustments and settle for less than what God says. But he said, uh, no, God said buy the mall. And they said, well, we can get a corner of it. And then someone said, well, you know, up here in Chicago, they don't let black people buy malls. He said, well, God told me to buy it. See, God's not concerned about this. You know, He He God doesn't look on the outward. He looks at the heart. And Christians, real Christians, look at the heart. And all this crazy stuff that's going on should never come out of the mouth of somebody that say they love the Lord Jesus prejudice of any kind you know some people don't want women to do certain things well that's a woman yeah and if they have the skill and the ability i'm gonna fly on that plane as she pilots it i did that uh in 2009 uh my brother-in-law passed away and and we went to buffalo new york i'm sitting on the plane we're sitting there and all of a sudden, this female voice comes on. I had never flown with a female pilot. And she says, well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Took me a minute to adjust. <laughs> I didn't have to get off. I was pretty comfortable. We made our destination on time without any turbulence or anything. You know, it's, it's what's in people. She was trained to fly that plane. You know, and you and I should be trained to do what God tells us to do regardless of the opposition. He told us to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. We used to sing a song a long time ago. You're going to have to be pretty old to remember this. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Well, if you trust him, you should have enough guts to obey him. He's not going to tell you wrong. He's not going to lead you wrong. Lord, is this the right one for me? And you hear loud and clear, no. You know how we are? He's six feet tall. He has a six-figured income. And he has a (laughs) six-pack. And if you marry that dude, he's going to run you through the ringer. You got to get what God tells you to get. It looks good on the outside. But in... (laughs) Inside, the scripture said, "White sepulchres, you know, coffins, graves that look good, but inside is dead men bones. You know, you get a lot of junk when you don't listen to the Lord. So what my message is about today is hearing the voice of the Lord and doing what he tells you to do. Search me. It's not enough for me to ponder my own life because I can miss some things. But if God shines his search light in me, he can reveal things that I miss. And when he reveals them to me, I can confess them out of my life and he can cleanse me from all my sin, and restore me where I should be. You see, David had a heart after God because he was quick to repent. Did a lot of bad things, but that brother knew how to repent. You read in the psalm where Lord, create in me a clean heart. You know, renew a right spirit. Within me. He's coming out of now. He had Uriah killed so that he could have his wife. But he had a a repentant heart. You got people nowadays in the church, they'll do wrong and act like there's something wrong when you call them on the carpet. But they need to be called on the carpet. And they need to be dealt with. You know, when you're doing wrong, sin put a breach between God and his people. Sin is not to be tolerated in our personal lives. You know, not not just, not even a little bit. The Bible says a little leaveneth levels the whole lump. You just put a little bit of yeast in there and it's going to change the texture of what you're working with. Just a little just take one sip. Just a, a a little snort. You know, don't 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 breathe all the way, just get a little bit. Just take a small bullet, small caliber gun, and shoot yourself in the head, it's not going to really hurt. You know, you just have a little dulling feeling. I don't want any parts of that. If it's not good, it's not God. And if it's not God, I don't want any part of it. And we need to have sense enough to follow God in every Thing that we do, I know how to do certain things, but you know, I ask him, Lord, give me wisdom, show me how to approach this, yeah, you know I'm smart i i I know how to talk smooth, and i my vocabulary is such that I can with people. Yeah, but God has an anointing that surpasses all that physical stuff. And he can do in two seconds what it takes you two years to try and come up with in your peanut. So, I want to say to you today, here in Colombia, God has a job for you to do. woman. I, we met uh, Natalie and JT, I call him that, Pastor and Mrs. Clark to be former. I, I do respect him, you know, and uh, his youth, I don't despise it. Uh, he served, she served Pastor diligently. I was just thinking, uh, one Sunday, JT, those ceilings in Family Worship Center must be about 15 feet high. Seem seemed like they are. And he's on a large step ladder near the top fixing something. And I'm, I'm like, where does he get all that? It takes nerve to get up on something that high. And then you're moving around. And then I see him with a keyboard they need it in some place up here on the stage. And he's running from one I mean literally running with the keyboard because he knew time was of the essence. And uh, Miss Natalie, she's just a quiet storm. You know, she handles everything with such finesse. Oh, okay, Foster, that's, it's okay. And she's fixing it without any kind of uh, anxiety or she's just, no hair is ruffled, just cool with it, you know, three babies, and she's, I mean, when Kaylee was born, she'd be in the office with Kaylee, answering the phone, doing nursery and everything else. Now, that's one woman I know can multitask. (laughs) I'm saying that you have some good people here. And as you serve here, God's going to do something inside you to make sure that you are able to do what he has called you to do. You know, a pastor comes, he gives a message and do all, everything else that God wants him to do. But this church is not complete without you. You are unique, and God has placed you here for a purpose. And when we get born again, we need to spend enough time with Jesus to know what our purpose is. You need to know what your niche is. That's what you do better than you do anything else. That's, 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 your, that's where you fit in. Nobody else fits in there like you. Nobody else can do what he has told you to do like you can. And if this is your church home, recognize your man of God Uh, there, There are five ministry gifts. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. You have a pastor in this church. And in this church, God has endowed him with certain things. I mean, he's placed those things in him that he will work through him to get to you what you need. Uh, A minister said uh, several months ago, he said that uh, one of his members came to him and said, Pastor, I certainly appreciate you telling me the word that you gave me. He said, I gave you a word? You know, usually you know if you give somebody a word. He said, yeah, you gave me a word. He said, well, what was the word I gave you? You told me to sell my stock. He said, I did? He said, yeah. He said, well, what stock did you have? He said, Enron. He said, I sold it all. And uh, he realized that he didn't it didn't come from his mouth you see when the pastor's talking in a holy ghost church the holy ghost is talking and he is as real as anything and if your heart is open you can hear him say hold up on this let's let let give it a little more time And and you will see clearly that you need to back out of this. This deal is really too good to be true. And if you listen to him and step back from it, you will see it unfold. Nothing but destruction. And you were not involved in it. You know, it's good, man. I can get in on these interest rates. They're not going to be higher. But if God tells you to back off, you need to back off. Because you're headed for destruction. My, my, what I want to leave with you is it's good to get a word from your pastor. But the best thing, and this is what the pastor does. He brings you in when you get saved, hopefully, introduce you to the Lord. He feeds you the milk of the word so you can grow. And as you grow and mature, you're able to get that good milk in you, that calcium, so your teeth can be strong. So when it's time to eat meat, you can eat the meat of the word and do what God tells you to do. There are too many people, the Christians, but there's no evidence. Back in the day, there was a song called Evidence. Uh, Fred Price played that song on his TV program Evidence, Evidence. Is there enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? Somebody followed you around. Would there be enough visible things happening in your life to say that you are a Christian? Or is what they see somebody just like everybody else, talking like everybody else, cheating like everybody else, stealing whatever they can get? It's sad to say, but you know that's true. In too many cases, I'm not singling you in it, but you need to realize there are a bunch of perpetrators. I'm not coming down on you. I'm just talking the truth. My sister, she goes to a large church in Fort Washington, uh, Maryland, and uh, they have a lot of business people in that church, and they formed a business directory And the pastor, after they formed that directory, the pastor got up and said, "Uh, yeah, we have a business directory, but check them out like you would any other plumber or carpenter because their word really isn't any good. They have that fish on there indicating that they're a Christian But they'll take your money, and they won't finish your job, and they name the name of Jesus. That's a shame. But it's true. What I'm saying here in Columbia, to this church, in this hour, let your light so shine before your fellow man, that they will see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. When you're on your job and you do your job better than anybody else, not because you're kissing up to the boss, but because that's the stuff you are made of. God can do something for you, and, and if they don't give you a raise in that place, know that somebody else is looking at you. There was, uh, back in the day, they had a, they used to bag groceries, and they had what they call a bag boy. You know, when they, the grocery, the groceries didn't run off. We didn't have conveyor belts back in the day. It it was just slanted, and the clerk would, the cashier would push it with enough oomph on it to reach the end where where the bag boy was. He'd pick it up and put it in the bag, and this bag boy, he would jog out to the car with the groceries and whatever other chores he had, just jog, and uh, some guy went to his boss. And they said, "Uh, when are you going to give Sammy a race? He said, what do you mean? He said, from what I see, he's running here, he's running there, he's doing this in a hurry. He's looking for a race. And if you don't give it to him, somebody else will. Your performance will tell your boss whether you're qualified for a race. Because they're looking at you when you don't think, they're looking at you. Every time he walks out the door, he's not gone. They double back. Well, I'm going to lunch. Out one door, in another door, to see what kind of a of stuff you're made of, because he's looking for a manager. He's looking for somebody that he can put in this position. Remember Javier on uh, I can't think of the movie. It's a Christian movie. And there was this guy named Javier. He needed a he needed a job real bad. I mean, they were yeah, courageous. Yeah. He needed a job real bad. And uh they 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 interviewed him for this job, and the boss said, "Well, you're gonna have to do this. It's pretty shady stuff, you know. You get you get the shipment, and you're gonna have to do this with that, which you know really isn't right." And Javier told his wife, "said Man, I'm toying with this. I need the job, but I, you know I'm a Christian. I don't want to go this route." So she said, <laughs> "You know she was." Looking at the hard times, too. And uh, long story short, he turned him down. He said, I can't take the job. I can't do what you, you, you're trying to get me to do. It's just not right. He said, well, you got the job because it has taken me a long time to find the caliber of person you are to put in this position. The world, they talk all kinds of stuff. But they are looking for something that's real. They are looking for somebody that really knows God. They laugh. They tell their risque jokes. But when their child is sick, they are looking for somebody that really knows God. You know, they laugh. Oh, yeah, they pray in tongues. They roll on the floor. Back in the day, they used to roll in hey. We didn't have nice buildings. <laughs> we had the worst buildings. But we had God. And they knew we had God. And when they had problems, they came to us. You can't, you can't fake a healing. Either you get healed or you don't. You see, I, I appreciate Brother Hagen so much. Answered a lot of questions for me out there in Rama. They they taught from a book called Christ the Healer. I didn't know he wanted to heal. I was like that leper. Lord, I know you can, if you will. And Jesus touched him and said, I will be healed. I just thought that was certain people he would do that for. Faith moves God. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith will overcome anything if we stay with it long enough. There's a due season. You know, we want it now. Put it in the microwave. I'll give it 20 seconds, maybe one minute, but I got to have it now. You don't put those demands on God. God moves in his own timetable. God is the eternal. And we need to march according and with his cadence and not the world. The world cadence is, buy, get this to impress. They'll think, that. who cares what they think of you? What do you think? What does God think of you? He thinks a lot of you. You have a lot of value. And, and, and the value you have is what he has paid for you. He paid the price of Jesus. And what we need to see and say is that whatever Jesus is worth, I'm worth. We, we tend to think like the world, if I had a million dollars, I'm telling you that there are people out there who, if you had $20 million, if you're not careful, they'll take it from you like that. And it would take you a while to figure out that they had it. That's the kind of world we live in. But with the Lord, he'll show you them coming at a distance. And when they come to you with their bogus plan, you turn them away. Say, so, no, I'm not interested. My advisor who lives in me, you don't tell them all of that. My advisor told me I need to let this one slip. And you let it go and go unscathed. As I was saying in this day and hour, Colombia needs help like every other city. And the people who are gonna help Colombia is the church. I was reading in Ephesians, the first chapter, and let me just give you an assignment for you, Ephesians 1, 16, through the rest of the chapter. Read that and pray that for yourself. Brother Hagin said he read that every day, along with Ephesians 3, starting with the 14th verse, all the way to the end of the chapter. He read those, meditated on them. He would go in the uh, parsonage. You know, there's a house out there that they lived in close to the uh, Ephesians 1, 16 through 23, I believe it is. Ephesians 3, 14 to to the end of the chapter. Um, He said as he read those scriptures and meditated those scriptures, God began to open the spirit world to him. He was able to see a discerning of spirits. You know, you see angels. You can see demon- God opens it up. You, you don't, you're don't. you not trying to... like they do on uh, those movies. It's not a mind thing. It's a spirit thing. Either God reveals it or he doesn't. He either gives you the word or he doesn't. It's not something you try to muster up. It's as the Spirit wills. God say it's time. You can't, like I have this microphone, you can't use the gifts of the Spirit like that. When they show up, He'll use you in that. If you're sensitive, and He can use you. But Brother Hagin said that the Spirit world opened up as he read And meditated those scriptures on a regular basis. He said he was in the um, uh, church. He had left his house, which was near the church. Went out there and was reading the Bible and praying in tongues. And all of, of a sudden, God manifested. Too strong for him. When he came to himself, he had run across the street and was standing on the edge of a field because God was too intense for him. Lester Summerall said he kept, I don't know whether y'all remember, Lester was a little man with a big mouth. He had a loud mouth. He said he would say, God, I want more of you, God. I want more of you. And then God started pouring himself into him he said, no more. No more look, we are limited when it comes to God. God has so much more than what we can handle. Uh This brother was in the Philippines. He left the United States, married a Filipino, and they were evangelizing the Philippines, and uh he's up there praying for the people, and this guy gets in line. And he said, we're going to see who God is. God, he's going to put his stuff on him. And he, not knowing what's going on, puts his hand on him. And he went down. And he got up saying, your God is more powerful. Your God is more powerful. Only because he wasn't playing games. He wasn't... Uh, Presenting a show. God was real. God will show up if you're doing his work. One last thing. There's a lady, Baptist lady, missionary in Africa. And she said, this uh, witch doctor came in her meeting and said, you don't need to be coming in our villages, teaching. said Because we have our own God and our God is more powerful than yours. And she said, your God is not more powerful than mine. And he said, my God is more powerful than yours. So he said, well, next week we'll have a contest. So like most Americans, they don't think what people say means very much. So she just went on about her week doing what she usually do. Sure enough, the next week, He showed up and he said, all right, I'm ready. And she says, ready for what? So I'm ready to see what your God can do. She said, you first. So he laid on the ground and started, got stiff as a board and levitated. She had a relationship with the Lord. She said, Lord, she knew something was happening. She said, what do I do? And the Lord said, kick him down. So she kicked him and it broke the spell and he fell. And he followed her around saying, she served the real God. You see, if you're hooked into the Lord, he'll do whatever needs to be done to get you the recognition. It really is him getting the recognition. You know, we have our little chest stuck out like, yeah, you know, this junk about the GOAT, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. I enjoyed both of them play ball. But I don't care who the greatest is. None of that's putting anything in my pocket. Not helping me at all. I like Michael. like LeBron's attitude a whole lot better. Michael was arrogant somebody. Could play ball, though. He definitely could play ball. You can't take that from him. But uh, why can't we just enjoy it at all? I enjoyed Earl DePearl back in the day, and those boys, Wilt Chamberlain. I enjoyed all those boys. So Michael being the GOAT, maybe he is. I don't care. You know, we just kind of need to keep things in perspective and know who we are, do what we do to the best of our ability. And ask the Lord to help us to stay in our lane. You know, that's where we get in the problem. We get out of our lane. We're trying to give advice. Have you seen Oprah? I've seen Oprah as successful as she is. I've seen Oprah try to give advice to mothers and fathers when she have no child you got to have some experience to, to, to advise somebody to have children. And when you have grown children, you can really give some advice. Because <laughs> you experience some stuff you never even thought you would experience. Well, I'm a Christian. Yeah, you're a Christian. They heard what you taught them. But they have other influences around them. That's why you stand your ground, you stay on the word, and you say the word regardless of what you see. So, my encouragement to you today is to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Amen? It's been a blessing for me to be here today. I hope you were able to follow the stuff that I'm saying. Uh it's all about us following God's lead. Amen? Do I close this out or you got it? I, oh, okay. All right. Uh, we want to see where the time has expired and uh, what I want to do is uh, I can't uh, assume that everybody know the Lord. If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, He's here for the purpose of bringing you into the kingdom of God. He sent his his son down through 40 and 2 generations just to save us. So if that's you today, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and we'll pray a prayer that will translate you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Well, praise God everybody's Christians by what I'm seeing and uh, the next time I'm here make sure you bring somebody that's not a Christian see if we can deal with them amen you can't bring them if they won't come all you can do is invite them but that's what we're about we're about the ministry of reconciliation bringing people into the kingdom of God Father we thank you right now for everyone that is here, we speak best blessings over their lives as they come in, as they go out. Lord God, the things that they touch, we thank you that you would bless them. Thank you for peace of mind, Lord God. Thank you for knowing in their know on what you want them to do and the courage to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.